Hello, welcome to the debrief for the 30th of August 2020 after Aberdeen's 1-0 victory at Easter Road. Martin, a really pleasing win that um, may not have got the goals, which I think we possibly could have done from some of our inventive play, but uh, all over the park. We won individual battles absolutely everywhere. Absolutely did, yeah. I mean, I think that people were hoping for a goal fest before the game. Um, Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But you know, I'm, a, I'm absolutely delighted with a result like that. You know, Hibs have Hibs have been pretty good so far this season. Um, and we and we took you no know, that first you know maybe the first five ten minutes it was um, it was a little more a little more open. But I thought after that we absolutely took the game to pressing was just excellent. We won as you say we won each individual battle. Uh, Aberdeen absolutely won um, and won by some distance. Um, I, you, you can sing, you can single out guys. I thought I thought Tommy Hogan was very good, but Ross McCrory was was excellent today. As was Lewis Ferguson. That midfield performance. Um, talk about winning battles. That's two. That's two guys in the, in the midfield there who who really did impress today. Um, and Hibbs, you know, Hibbs couldn't. Hibbs had no had no real answer. I mean, they did they did have some chances, but you know, they seemed to try to play through the middle for a lot of the game. Um, and they had, and there was nothing on for them. Um, we just completely, completely nullified them. Well, I mean, obviously the shapes were quite interesting because it was two, three, four, threes uh, up against each other. And for us, it was genuinely a three, four, three to kick off things as well. You had Watkins, you had Wright, and you had Hedges, and they were all being quite inventive in the final third. Hibs then change after an hour. They bring on um, the the Rangers reject. What's his name? Murphy. Uh, they went four four two. Went a bit more direct. So you know, classic bit of game game management. We did revert to a five four one. But I thought we were still decent enough on the break. Certainly in the second half, shots on target. Aberdeen three, Hibs nil. Um, so you know. Pretty much a, a a perfect way of closing that game down, and throughout the game we we created a lot of chances. Obviously, there's you want your team to to score more goals and to win well, and to not have to rely on what was a very very clumsy penalty kick to get the win. Going back to Ross McCrory, I mean the sort of doubts I may have expressed about him, they're they're dissipating the more I see of him. Uh, absolutely a titan on the ball today. Nobody was pushing him off the ball or or um, getting the better of him in the centre of the park. Uh, you know, and in terms of how that game switched, I say switched in the last half hour, but you know the game isn't played in a vacuum. I thought when the teams were matched up three four three, we were the better team. Quite clearly, the better team. A dodgy first fifteen twenty minutes, Joe Lewis probably again adding to that sense of nervousness with whatever the hell he was doing in the opening minute. Um, you know, the opposition are there to spoil things, influence things, try to stop us playing the way we want to. But whilst they were still trying to match up against us, they weren't able to do that. And that was fantastic, I thought, for all the plaudits that Hibs get quite lazily about being this great footballing team. You know, we spoke on the podcast last week about how this was very unhibs like to be picking up the wins that they have this season, maybe not being so impressive in the last two games. Well, today was a very typical Hibs versus Aberdeen game over the last few years. I think I think you're absolutely right there. I mean, yeah, there were just. I mean, this was a, this was a, this was the concern because we've seen Hibs a couple of times this season. I've seen I've seen bits here and there as well of most of their games, and you know, they have been they've kind of they've ground out results. Last Sunday it was a, it was a grind, um, you know, against St Johnson, and I think they got very lucky. But today, you know, you were you're expecting Hibs to come, um, come out, you know, being at home. 
um, you expected this, that it causes problems. Um, and they did, no, they did. There was a couple of good saves in the first half from Joe Lewis. You mentioned no shots in the second half. They were so waste. They were so wasteful in the second half. Even times when they got good balls into the box, there was nobody following up. Uh, there was nothing on it. So this was that was that was what you can expect more from Hibbs. That in the second half, you know, just kind of. A few nice bits of football here and there, but with no final, no final ball and no end product, and that's really what you what you kind of got from us. Uh, second half as well. I mean, I, I do I do agree with what you're saying there. I mean, I think you know the subs get made, and it's obviously it changes into a slightly different game. Um, there's a phrase obviously that goes around on Twitter um, about Derek McInnes, and we've used it as well about game management. Um, I thought today. Now that is how that is the perfect way to, to manage a game when you're seeing out a game. We've seen this before, where people will criticise uh, for change, bring ch- taking off attacking players and putting on defenders. Today he made those subs, and I thought he, I thought he got it absolutely spot on. Um, today, you know, Watkins for Maine I think was just right to keep it, keep it fresh. Watkins was really impressive. Another one today as well, um, and he just he got I think everything right. Even McGeek when he came on, we saw some really good stuff from McGeek really good chance towards the end of the game as well um, and I think you know, the manager the manager's had a lot of criticism um, and I think he deserves a lot of praise today because he because he absolutely got that spot on and completely uh, tactically outthought Jack Ross but yeah you, you, the changes that we made today were were to reflect what Hibbs were trying to do by going 4-4-2 by going more direct if both sides had stayed at 3-4-3 there would have been no need for the manager to change it because we were we were Clearly, again, after that opening 15 minutes, clearly the better team, much better on the ball, much better movement up top. Hedges and right, it's the same conundrum, isn't it, Martin? The same sort of discussion we've had over the past two weeks. Some great football, creating a great opportunity for Ryan Hedges, which he probably should score from. But again, not maybe as involved in the game as you'd wish. No, um, I, to- I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think you know, that's why he probably... That's why he was. T- I think that's why he was taken off after what was it, 60, 65 minutes or whatever it was. Because he, 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 but he's, he's capable of these flashes. Of, those flashes of brilliance. Um, and, but if no, if he's not in the game as a, a much, then I can understand why he's going to be a bit part player. Um, you know, he needs to. He needs to kind of. You know, these, those flashes of brilliance need to become more regular, and he needs to become become one of these guys who can stamp his authority on games. But that said, first half. It was much more through the middle. Stuff we were creating was coming through McCrory and Ferguson, connecting with right and hedges. I mean, if, if you have a complaint at all about the way we attacked in that first half, it's uh, it's because we didn't get our wing-backs involved enough. You know, and we that's partly because we are so used to, as Aberdeen fans, expecting the ball to go wide, expecting Johnny Hayes and latterly Matty Kennedy to be your threats. Um, obviously, they had a, a defensive role to play as well. That I mean... One of them is John Hayes is wide, obviously to try and keep on top of try and keep on top of Martin Boyle. And defensively, I'd agree with you. Hoban strolled it, McKenna strolled it, but the protection they got in front of them was fantastic. But the only other note I've got is in that second half. You know, you've spoken about game management, just withdrawing attackers for defenders, but you still need to have an attacking threat. And I thought we did that. However. Maybe we could have had a bit more of the composure on the ball in the second half that we clearly displayed in the first 60 minutes. One really good example of that, I think that we, uh, Lewis Ferguson was running at the ball uh, with the ball up against Ryan Porteous and we had a three-on-three three and he just he, he doesn't play the right pass. He doesn't 
play the pass at the right time to a break in Johnny Hayes, which could have 2 0 would have absolutely killed that game, no question about it. So a bit more composure maybe um, from certain individuals in the final third. And obviously the lack of goals from open play is still a little bit of a concern for me. It is, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, we obviously you want, to, want to see us score more goals. Um, no, it is a case of, well, we're relying, we're relying on, pen, on penalties at the moment. But um, this is, if this is, a, this was a, what, we, what we saw as quite a big test. Uh, going Easter Road, you know, whether it's behind closed doors or not, it doesn't matter. You know, Hibs are going to be one of these teams who are going to be challenging us, challenging us for third place this season. Um, and to go down there... Completely, you know, have 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 your two centre halves absolutely stroll the game, uh, and no, barely, barely, no, barely come under much pressure, um, and have you no know, win every battle on the pitch. I think that's you no know, something you you come out of that on the other side and you say you no, know, that's a really good, a really good job done. Yeah, we'd like a couple of more goals, um, but at the moment, um, we've obviously got our number one strikers out injured. Uh, we've got a guy, a guy leading the line who is in on loan, um, you know, and you've got. Obviously, Hedges and Wright will be helping them. Um, who are really just even though Hedges got a hat trick tonight, you know, guys who are perhaps finding their way in the starting eleven. Um, so I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with that. Obviously, I'd be very greedy and say I would like a couple more goals, but um, this was a brilliant job done today. No, absolutely agree with you there. Uh, and uh, a special word to Martin Boyle for getting his first assist for the Dons. I know that would have meant a huge amount for him. So uh, well done, Martin. Um, very, very good work from you today. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, I suppose, actually, just finally, Martin, we spoke again in the main podcast last week about how we could have gone 10 points behind Hibs. but still four behind, two games in hand, obviously, on them. But as someone pointed out, to us on Twitter this week our assumption had been that because of Scotland's European standing that we wouldn't quite have an automatic group place for third next season but because it's the first season of a new competitions and because there's no obviously winner's place in the Europa League group stages for the Conference League title holder because there hasn't been one yet Scotland's finishing third in the league or winning the Scottish Cup you know whoever gets that place will have guaranteed group football because they'll go straight into the Europa League playoff round and the losers from that would drop into the Conference League group stages. So third is a big deal this season. Finishing, I, I don't mean to quell the ambition. Finishing top three is a big deal this season. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, top top three is the, is the minimum target I think we set in you know, We've been we have been we've been critical because we've not we've not achieved that the past couple of seasons. You know, I think we would have had you know the, had there not been the coronavirus and the season be curtailed, but we didn't. But we didn't get there. So yeah, this is this is huge. It's, you know, you know, Derek McInnes has spoken about in the past. You know, the, the, the group stages are a big thing for Aberdeen and they have to be the target um, to get to a, a stage where you know, you, now now we would only have to play one round to then qualify for the group stages is a huge thing. Um, you know the money, the money that brings in, the prestige that brings in. You know, I think it would be, I think it's a, an absolute, you know, a brilliant thing that's, ha- that's going to happen for us. So yeah, it means that the, the prize of third place is has to has to be achieved now. Yeah, and and let me reiterate, top three, not aiming for third, but aiming, you know, yeah. to finish top three because you know we dropped three points so far this season after just having played the four games. The top two teams will have well. Not the top two, but uh, the, the bigger, uh, the Celtic and the Rangers will have dropped two points each. So, you know, 
it was a really, really dispiriting opening day performance, but to bounce back from that with three wins, it's maybe not been the prettiest the first two, to say the least. But today had a bit more of that and a bit more of the verb and style which you want to see from an Aberdeen side. A really, really encouraging 90 minutes. So, on the back of that, until next time, come on you Reds. <laughs>